practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Uh, holy shit. It's been a day here in the house, Frywald. Oh, house. yeah? The house that Frywald built? And nothing's happened. It's just, it's just been a loud, it's been a loud day. Yeah, yeah. A loud day, and we all got bags under our eyes because it's like uh, one of those days where you know you don't have anything to do, should be smooth, and shit goes off the rails. So you're just like, "Fuck it, watch as many yeah. movies as you want," and sure. I'll oh my god, yeah, watch the screen with you and put a podcast in my ear. So we're just all overly saturated with you know media consumption. So we all got these, sure. you know, oh, yeah. it's not tired bags, it's just zombie bags, like, just absorbing the Aristocats three times in a row. Um, Ooh, you got like, Ruby to watch Aristocats. She loves, she loves that weird, well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. This is actually something to talk about, especially since you're in animation. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Um, there's a strange period I've discovered via Ruby uh, mm-hmm. And I and I know know it existed, but it didn't really uh, it wasn't it didn't um, permeate my childhood. I feel like it's maybe late seventies, definitely early eighties Disney, where I mm-hmm. feel like at the time Disney was kind of flopping around, and they just weren't oh, quite sure. hitting. Like yes, those were the movies kids were watching, but they weren't they hadn't had like these Lion King like blockbusters, and I feel like those are movies like The Rescuers. The Rescuers yeah. oh, yeah. Down Under, The Great Mouse Detective, Aristocats, Oliver, and Company. Billy Joel's Dreams, Company, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, like, I was like, I get why these didn't hit in the same way, because, like, while stylistically some parts look really good, other parts I'm like, what, they're just kind of... I. That's the thing, Go ahead. I only, I've only seen tidbits of every movie you've listed the my only frame of reference because as you remember from the commercials sometimes disney closes that vault oh yeah stuff don't get out right so we like i had the the robin hood oh yeah which we tried to play for harvey and uh she stuck her thumb in my eye (laughs) (laughs) it's like i want to see my real dad because this is terrible right right um, yeah, it's that, and then I guess there's a few, sometimes they open that vault and they discover something they had is worth more, like, I feel like a few of those had, like, a resurgence, it was the same time, but then also for Disney to be such a, let's call it, I was gonna say xenophobic, but, like, a very patriotic company. Yeah, yeah. They go hard. They have an they have a fancy for the fancy boys. They got an English fetish. Nothing but English, English this, hundred one Dalmatians. It's, it's easy. It sounds sounds classy. That's how you sell it. I guess. Just throw a little English voice on it. Like, oh, this this must be important. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. I guess it beats. And you know, Walt Disney he ain't gonna East pay an Germany. Englishman. A, he ain't gonna pay an Englishman an American's wage. Probably got a deal on it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Walt Disney. That's good. Like, he's like, yes, we'll use the. You know, you know, the you're finest British. You actors. know, you're a racist if you're racist against British people. You're like, <laughs> oh man, you're scraping. I'd hate to think of what you think about Slovenians. You know? <laughs> like, shit, Walt. 
No, it's true. It's funny. It was like under his, you know, it's Disney. Disney, it's his name. He created it. But you're right. Like, there is not a photo. Like, I always thought he liked Wild World of Disney probably more than everybody else did. Just because he got, he got, that was his fireside chat. Yeah, right. He has a captive audience. He has the American people wrapped around his finger. And watching a grown man turn into my dad, the dog. Yeah, oh Watch yeah. these fools and their flights of fancy. The um, I remember seeing. Now that you mention, I remember seeing it as a kid, and it, everything about it was just off-putting. You had Walt and his greasy stash, like, and then Mickey would always come in, and they were like co-hosting. Mickey, I was like, is he always backseat? Mickey, deaf, yeah, dumb. Mickey. What's going on? Because we didn't have <laughs> Mickey money, so like, I was going in hard. I was going in cold. I should say. What the fuck is this? You know, you need to warm some. You need to get some. Dip those toes, not putting them in a hundred and fifty degree hypothermic bath, right? Yeah. You uh, you need to dip. So I was like, what is this mouse? And then behind them, they, I feel like they were at Disney World, so you had this like futuristic world, which oh, if you don't if oh, you don't yeah. got Mickey money, the Florida dollars, those those are few <laughs> so, and far between. Yeah. I love that Florida is the scum bum, and, and I don't care. Florida is the scu... It, it's a trope now how scuzz bucketed it is. Um. Which is funny, like, when you look at it historically, like, it always was. Like, yes. when when we were first living in New York, we watched a ton of Marx Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. And there's that one, Mark, one of the early Marx Brothers movies where Groucho is like a land speculator in Florida. And the whole premise is based on like actual like facts. Like people were just selling swampland to old people. And they got down there and like, this isn't paradise. This is, this is a swamp. <laughs> they're like, ha, ha, ha. enjoy the depression. That's true. I mean, that's why Disney world is there. Right. Cause he was able to buy that shit up for a, a for nickel peas. and then just, get all those sweet government loans uh right like you got all those low interest loans to like actually make it livable but that didn't make the rest of florida livable like have you ever seen the florida project the movie oh no the one with um um, willem dafoe Dafoe. it's actually it's really interesting it has a very gummo-esque feel like you're like Mm -hmm. what is real what is fake i know willem dafoe's an actor but i don't think these kids are and it's just that's you, if you've been to Disney World and you didn't stay yeah. on property, maybe a hotel even just a mile away. Were you, uh, do you guys stay in Kissimmee? Exactly. Right, right. We stayed at like a Ramada. I was like, I know what Ramada is. Yeah. And it was like they, they, they pasted a Ramada like sign over like, you know, Skull oh, City, yeah. <laughs> Skull Duggery rooms or whatever. <laughs> whatever the worst thing you can name is. <laughs> the weekly toilet. This isn't, this isn't. Oh, there's no wall here. There's a man with a camera. They. Uh. I, I. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but um, Meg's, uh, my mother and father-in-law met us there, and they actually had their whole state comp because there was like a, a. They had. They, it was one of those hotels that still had uh, like, like, uh, what's the word? An arcade, but it was also like could be rented out at night for adult functions. And this was like, <laughs> I wonder what those are. A mid-level like biker, like bikers for Trump, not real bikers, but they were like, you know, yeah. 
Like, uh, what's they, that movie, Wild Hogs? Yeah, like, maybe a little like scuzzy. Tim Allen and his friends? Right. Like, like, not, not, uh, uh, what's Roseanne's last name? Not Dan Connor, but some of Dan Connor's scuzzy friends that work at his right. bike she, shop. Right, she wouldn't let in the house. Yeah. Like, they're not allowed Dan's in the house. Dan's friends that weren't let al- <laughs> allowed in the house, but weren't hard enough to be in, like, Sons of Anarchy, they rent out the arcade oh, yeah. room at the Ramada. And like, pump pump the jams all night. Pump, yeah. And so Rick and Cindy, like, finally they were like, <laughs> "That shit's unacceptable." And he was just like, "Here's the deal." Went and talked to him. He's like, "You've been lovely, uh, but uh, I'm not you paying for that room. You've been lovely, so yeah. you have my credit card. Go ahead and charge it over my dead body when you like get a cent out of me." And I was like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it." And it was just, and that. it was an the hour. Or, sorry. <laughs> you know, it was a half a mile on the map, on the Google map, where you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's like, do, does the space, you know, cargo, does Bend. the Toy Story ride just drop me at my room? It's only a half a mile away. <laughs> a half a mile is the moon Ooh, to Disney god. World. That's how scuzzy Florida is. It's like um, that Matthew McConaughey movie, that sci-fi movie, where you're so close oh. to the event horizon, you're like, I can see Disneyland right there. I'll just walk. And then you show up and you're 80 years old. Like, I should have just stayed on the resort. And I thought you were thinking of like contact where they drop you through that portal and you're like, I'm going to Disney Works. World. And they just <laughs> drop you at a souvenir shop that sells Mickey Mars. You know, shirts. Mickey Mars. Mackie Mars. What's a Mars? Well, it's not a real animal. It's <laughs> something you find in Florida. It's a mouse without legs. Buy it or get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mackie Mars! <laughs> oh, why are we talking about bug. Florida? Florida is scuzzy. Disney World. Oh, speculation! I know we got on that. Uh, I mean, Florida, like the only the hardest of the actual original inhabitants of Florida, like the Seminoles and shit. Like, oh yeah, those yeah. were those weren't the Iroquois who were like. Yes, oh, we're, they didn't we're use... a tr- nation of tribes, and we all get along, and we have councils. The Seminoles were the Floridians. Take it. Or they just come fucking Take get it. it from me. And it took a guy okay, with a bullet near his heart, giving him lead poisoning to take it from him, against the president's wishes. Like, Andrew Jackson annexed Florida, and the president, specifically Madison, specifically said, don't take Florida. Don't. And then he That's got a telegram, okay. and he's like, I took it, bitch, and I'm the governor. <laughs> And you know, Andrew Jackson smelled so bad. Of course, he just sat on the throne of sweet grass and, you know, had uh, like uh, uh, native slaves nipping at his corns with piranhas, like trimming his feet. <laughs> He's a precursor to Walt they thought, Where they thought the Fountain of Youth was? Old Ponce de Leon was yeah. in Florida? Everybody's you been said, wrong you about foot Florida. on there and you go... Mm. Ain't no fountain of nothing here. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, peace I'm out. Going back to Aruba. Hey, you haven't checked Tampa Bay yet. <laughs> I was just going to say that because my uncle has lived in Tampa Bay for like 30 years. And I remember we finally saved up to do the big Florida trip. So we were like, we're going to stay with your uncle in Tampa Bay. And he just <laughs> drove us around to the craziest shit you could 
just like he's like, hey, look, it's a strip club with UFO attached. <laughs> the, the bottom's an adult bookstore, <laughs> and not because and not because he frequented it. It's just this big giant garish thing. It's just all along the highway. It's just strip clubs and adult bookstores. Oh. But he did take us to Gibbstown, which is oh the greatest. He was like, we're not stopping, but we'll drive through it. Then Gibbstown is where all the carnival folk uh, winter. <laughs> so it's all the carnies. Where, and so he drove. Where a, they, sorry, not to. I don't want to derail you, but. Oh, no. You're, where yeah. are the carnival folk? The, the, at the time, the carnival freaks. Like, that was the term, right? Yeah. right? People that were. It was founded by those. Yeah. So like, yeah. Lobster Boy lived, still lived there. That is how they monikered themselves. Let's, you know. The carnival, carnival folk, but it was specifically yeah. the folk who wanted to create their own um, community because yeah. they were fucking sick of dopes, like, staring at them. Like, yeah, I'm right. a Mars, get it. You, you gotta pay for this. You got If you want to stare at me, you'll right. pay me a nickel. Hey, right. go fuck off. Like, mind No, your own, they had only... It was a mind your own business thing, but where were they wintering from? What are they? Try the road. Connecticut? No, oh, just the road. Road dogging. Road dogging, yeah. Ugh. No one's going to pay a nickel to see the Lobster Boy in South Dakota in February? No. Yeah, that's true. It's amazing how South Dakotans fetishize Florida. It's amazing. Anyways, oh, so no. I don't want to get you off. The so they the have like a local, it's locals only, but it, it's just carny folk bar, bars, like parts of the town are just, if you ain't one of us, like, yeah, I'm going to send the smallest man in the world after you. But they had a statue in the town square, which was made of at one was made of bronze, and it was made after that guy who was nine feet tall. Oh, that yeah. giant from the Guinness Book of Records. The glasses kind of looked like yeah, Woodrow yeah. Wilson on stilts. Oh yeah, uh, the statue just blew over, so all that was left was his boots. <laughs> oh no, that's so perfect. <laughs> so it's the world's tallest pair of boots. With the, <laughs> Huge they boots. turned the bronze into uh, some sort of carnival ride. That I wonder sure. why they chose to make it so weak at the ankles. Interesting. Structural flaw, man. You can't. Yeah. Why not seat it? Because you could get like a nice dynamic if he was seated with his legs crossed. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like, They're like, I could drive a car under here. That architect deserves to be in the outer trailers at Old Gibbstown. Like, who's like, we need a statue of the world's tallest man. <laughs> I think you should be in a chair. It's like, <laughs> I think you're missing the point. But the ankles, we can't make them strong enough. Get him out of here. He <laughs> should be in a chair. I also think the world's fattest man should just be from the head up in a in a pool right. doing his exercises. Yeah. <laughs> just floating in the snake pool. Oh, Look how fat his ar- shoulders are. If they don't have an amazing, either at least a mural on the side of a grocery store, but hopefully a statue of the world's fattest twins. That iconic picture, they on oh, that. So scooters, those guys could sell. Those guys knew what they were doing. <laughs> They're like, we're twins, and we both don't take care of ourselves. You know what? Let's go for that golden ring. Yeah, let's just go for the title. I would. Well, we can't be the world's fattest man. Let's just be fat twins. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, I mean, what do you have? Uh, twins are always, you know, cash and property brothers. World's fattest, Scalars. If only they just property brothers. I wish there was a slow evolution of like, man, these guys are getting a little punchy. 
Oh, they're going for it. They're doing it. They're doing it. (laughs) Every episode, he's just like on a rascal. You're like, they're not going to say it, but he's going for it. They're going for it. Oh, Oh, man. You know, that just, what a, they should have a spinoff show where you not only are the property brothers, you're the world's fattest property brothers, but you're also the world's fattest twins. That's three shows. And they could be on like a different HG show, like, or like a DIY show, like, the world's fattest caskets. Like they could make custom caskets or <laughs> piano boxes. <laughs> such a... You don't have to call it a piano box. It's all a box. <laughs> well, that's the They're like. We can't make that's a new box. Game. Get that piano so out of there. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> but is it rude? Because if you owned a piano and had access to the box, you got to have some scratch. Well, it wasn't their piano box. Oh, so they got it on Hawk. <laughs> yeah, they. Somebody <laughs> brought. Yes, yes. Steinway donated it. <laughs> That's amazing. Just old timey PR is like, well, I work for the donation portion of Steinway. We donate our boxes to. The morbidly obese. Yeah, that's their PR. Like, like Steinway, it's on its way out. We supported the Nazis. We need, we need some spin. <laughs> what can we do with these boxes? And I want to think outside the box. Oh, you want to put fat twins inside the box? <laughs> Not a so bad idea. Let's do it. <laughs> can we just call it a bigger cast coffin? A yeah. large coffin. <laughs> now it's a piano box, box, you son of a bitch. Now it's take that scene. roof off the house. <laughs> Let's. It's like, Shut do we have to out. take the whole roof out of the house, or can we just make a fat twin-sized door out of the back where no one right. can see it? Get me a crane, whole roof. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Like I was always I'm like I was. Maybe it was my Looney Tunes adult brain, but I'm with you. Couldn't you just cut a larger porthole in it? You got to do the whole song and dance and taking the roof off. All the neighbors come out. You gotta get a crane or a chopper. Right. Yeah. Get this... <laughs> oh god. Um Oh, but what I was thinking, Property Brothers Fattest Twins, it would yeah. Meg's been watching a lot of HGTV. I'll sit in on it. Nothing wrong with uh, seeing how the other oh, half no, lives totally. in houses. Um Uh it would be a cool show. Ah, these people are so fucking PC. There's a time and a place, but like if it's custom to you, like say I had lobster hands and I go on yeah. HGTV and you make me a custom lobster hand, a fitted home, that would be so cool. I don't know it's what just ocean themes. <laughs> like it's just we're gonna go the whole way. It's like I actually hate the ocean and it's against my religion to eat shellfish. I'm not. Yeah, I'm Jewish. I'm not a real lobster. Uh, I mean, I like that you put shells in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't want to live in a cage. I'm not an actual crustacean. Nah, he like he's a bottom feeder. Hey, come on, he, seaweed everywhere. Like, what I meant is, you know, like, so it made me more able. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> Nets <All> everywhere. <laughs> jaunty <laughs> sea songs. Uh, um, yeah, well, lobster, because that wouldn't make sense, because pretty much can do everything. I guess it would be more if somebody was super short, which people are nervous about transition. Mm-hmm. Did you hear oh, about this? 
The drug. The drug. The drug up in arms. Uh, Dwarfism, that's what it is, right? So apparently they've created a drug. This is a drug. They've created a drug that I don't know enough specifics because it can be two way. One, Mm -hmm. if it's somebody that wants, if it's like a therapeutic drug for somebody that's like, I don't like having dwarfism. Uh, The world is 99.999% customized to people of a certain height. I'd like to have this therapy that um, relieves dwarfism. So that would be like, all right, it's your choice, your body, do whatever you want. But then the opposite, I don't know if it's something that, you know, old Hitler doctor goes in and takes out the old dwarfism gene. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know about that one. How long before, like, douche bros are like snorting the anti-dwarf drug off of the off of a mirror right just because they want to play fucking field hockey oh they get big and then porn stars shoving it up their pee hole getting big dongs (laughs) i'm just thinking now i love that word now coming back to the world's tallest man just gonna have these like sick tall frail creatures milling or like they eliminated dwarfism but now it's like oh they made ogres fri- fragile giantism oh yeah just weak at the ankles um yeah i don't i don't i don't know i think i think that's a big worry with people and i i'm sure it probably exists out there like for people to have a choice of what they want to do like if they get a genetics sure. test and they're like it's like a body i don't know your kid's gonna be born without you know like lungs you know it's like well i don't think that would be a quality of life but then the argument Mm -hmm. people are make well like well then if your kid is you know gonna be a lobster give him a lobster life i don't know yeah that's not the argument i don't think that's ever been said (laughs) that hasn't hit the senate floor yet but (laughs) the lobster life bill (laughs) (laughs) that lobster guy was a piece of shit I it heard really stories. just one guy, and he was a butthole. <laughs> yeah, I think he got murdered in a bar by Alfalfa. Yeah, no, he, because he got he that like his wife or something. Hot money. He got that hot carny money. Good. Like man. he just was like big timing, and he was just a cruel. Yeah, he was just a cruel. Because they would talk about how he pinch. And yes. This isn't me being spicy. He'd use those crab claws to give you a nice pinch. But so that's on him. And that's right, on perception because they were still flesh and bone. Like he, yeah. right? He didn't have it's, it was like claws. A It'd be like if I, I guess maybe if you, you, it's a strong like a like a baseball mitt or something. I don't know, but I also don't think he had legs. I think that played into like he didn't just have the the crab claws. He also like had like a tail <laughs> no like tail this, this poor guy's like i got one big finger and a thumb and now all of a sudden now in I telephone i got a tail i got no <laughs> legs i pinch he was probably the nicest guy ever and he's like he and i like the fun. ocean who doesn't like right, the ocean exactly. i live in florida i'm a desert guy so everybody's hiding so he's shells. A scorpion. Like, i don't want to offend get rid of that ocean theme before tony comes over Lobster Tony, um, would you pay to go see a freak show? 
the circuit. I was. It's funny you asked me that question because it was just milling through my mind. Because I was going to ask you, do you still think there are, uh, like quote unquote freaks? I feel like it's more of the geek. Yeah, we like, don't look we at don't me. put a nail in my nose. Like I'll I'll eat a glass. I'll eat a, a light bulb. Sure. Yeah, we don't have to swallow our tongue when we say freaks. It's that is termed the old term. There's no other way to yeah. put it. I don't think people that are in freak shows are freaks. It's the exact opposite. A hundred percent. So that's it's just for that terminology. Would I go see a show with people that fit uh, that definition? Absolutely. I think absolutely. People have enough sure, autonomy. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't respect how it was happening back then because the stories are coming out of like the horrible treatment and sure. many people bad pay and all that shit and what they were forced to do. And I was like, go get another job somewhere else. You know what I mean? But yeah. if like one thing I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go see like a like animal circus because they have no autonomy oh, what yeah. they're doing and they suck. But if I go see somebody that like all right, I was born with no legs, a tail, and lobster claw. But when you see me, I'm also going to put on a show where I pinch through quarters and shit. You know what I mean? And I'll do a have a lovely things. singing voice. Right, right. <laughs> Empty top hat, nothing in it. Sir, will you come in and check? Yeah. And then he... Nothing. And then he puts, brings a lobster out, puts a lobster, and it comes out. It's a boiled lobster dinner. Add some <laughs> magic to it. Right. Why not? Well, pizzazz on I there. Yeah. I uh, if somebody wants to do it and the they have yeah, uh, no their worries. environment is fine, I'll go pay that because it pays their rent. I would rather do that if I had, yeah, than have to go fucking get judged at a some shitty job where I got to deal yeah. with like people fucking eyeballing me for no reason. Come on, they get pinched. Get the pinch. No, you're right. I guess I would. I guess if I knew enough about it, yeah, I would check it out. And then the other answer I mean, it's to... It's no yeah. worse than watching, like, America's Got Talent when they have, like, the yeah. guy who can... It's just... It's the same. That's just on TV. That shit's worse, I, I think, like a because a lot of those dingy. people are fucking challenged. And they're like, this guy thinks he's a comedian. Watch him come out here and stutter. And, like, you're like that guy's got fucking autism. And you're only <laughs> laughing because he's flailing up there. And you're not laughing with him. Howie Mandel, go fuck yourself. That's worse. Like, I wouldn't go see a show where they're like, right. Just hey, this guy's a fucking moron. I wouldn't go see <laughs> yeah. the moron show. Unless Can he didn't have arms. Wit? He's a dimwit. Yeah. No, no. That's 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 not something I do. But... No, that's more ex- exploitative. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go see any. And so those exist, I think, now. Like, I think even if you go to, like, Coney Island, but I'm, I, nobody needs to go see the guy who's got a hundred tattoos, you know? Oh, like, I know, I that's my fuck. favorite. Like, that's this throwback. Just like, oh, he got uh, horns put in his head? Oh, okay. Right. Ew, gross. No, but I filed my teeth and cut my tongue down the middle. I'm the cat man. Give me, yeah, uh, but maybe he does something crazy. I'm down with that. If he does something like lick his own butthole or something, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Add some, like... Who I don't need to go see Come Dwayne in. the Rock Johnson, but if Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like bending a fucking you know fender, yeah. I'll go see that shit. I want a strong man. I want some classics in there. I want a bearded lady, but yeah. I don't want to just go look at a lady with a beautiful beard. I want like give me something you know, else. Maybe she can lift weight with the beard. Or I'm with you. The sizzle for me, that that hook, 
the hook yeah. is like you're the bearded lady and then what right then i'll see you yeah you throw knives cool i'm watching that see that chinese guy put the weights on his dong and do squats you ever <laughs> see that let's see that why not he's world's strongest <laughs> world's strong. stretchy or whatever he's dog skin <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the, the world's think, strongest because it yeah go before ahead. sports came back like the bar i work at obviously there's a ton of tvs so we did have it was an old note i had i was like i had to bring it up to hans because they had the world's strongest man competition and it's like those guys are so strong it becomes abstract and not like exciting yeah because you're like oh look at him he pulled the lear jet behind him with his you know clenched between you know his teeth right and it looks so easy and it's just you're so like like he's throwing kegs onto it like a, a love, helicopter. Love the keg throw. <laughs> Stupid. And it's just so heavy, and it you just lose sight of the spectacle because it is so. I was like, I I, I strain my back lifting an empty keg. What? Alone hoisting one into the ocean. I guess those dudes get money from like weightlifting magazines, but weightlifting magazines are just for. Come on, they're eye candy for people that want to see high string bikinis and cut greased bods. Nobody wants to see the guy that whips the boulder awkwardly, you know, to the next <laughs> pillar. Nobody's paying that guy money. I wonder what I wonder what um, utility it has outside because who who looks at that? I guess everybody's got a goal, but who's like? Because mm-hmm. it just looks so. It's so painful. It's like. Yeah. They're lifting so much weight. I saw a documentary on some guy. It was because the world's strongest man at the time was also a vegan, right? So it was like a mm. vegan documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, on the show, I think, lifted the most weight ever. And basically was like an apparatus that, I don't know, it looked like it was, it was like a like a bike rack or something. But it had like this super yeah. dense weight on it. And you go up and it's around your shoulders. You have to walk with it. But like oh, the I doctor yeah, was yeah. like, like. That's so much weight that his heart could explode just in like the 30 seconds of time he has to have that weight off the ground and move because it shoots his blood pressure like so high just in that amount of time. It's like, what's the utility of that other than ESPN 3 at 2 in the morning? No, and that was like watching it. You're like, you're describing it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it looks like he has like an Ikea bookshelf. Yeah. It just looks like he's moving. So you're watching like, fat guys fat bald guys with muscles move stuff right and because too safely for him to lift two thousand pounds it has to be like proportionately like dispersed so there's no like i'm a simpleton i just want a big giant dumbbell with the two thousand painted on it like that's what i need give me some show give me let me see that world's strongest man put a fat twin on each arm get on a unicycle there you go right that's a two for one that's a two for it one. always reminds me of when we first moved to New York, there was this show. I Maybe it was MTV. I only saw it one time, and it was just like muscle guys that oh. owned a construction company. And it was just the show as they just beat up a house for half an hour. Because <laughs> it was like a demolition company. So it's just a guy. He's like, let's get rid of this dryer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd just throw it down the stairs and then they cut to the other guy and he's just like punching a wall 
Where's the like, guy in the room that's that. just like, don't we have music videos? Like, I know we're struggling <laughs> for, clearly we're struggling for content, but I mean. I, I, you guys I, work for a song. I remember there was a minute where you, me, and Timmy. I don't want to pay Ja Rule, but I'll pay the Jamoke brothers to I guess, yeah, football you don't have tackle to pay a, a two-story split level. You're going to be on after the rerun of TRL. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it was like jackass, but not fun. Right. I mean, it's fun to watch these guys smash stuff, but that lasts for you know, a right. couple minutes. If I want to like, see some guy smash stuff, I want to control it with a Nintendo like, controller. No, exactly. Like, I watched long enough and a guy was like, I'm going to jump through the roof and, like, did, like, a Macho Man elbow and, like, fell through the roof, which is entertaining. But then, you're like, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. If I, I, I get a little bit of that. Um, Maybe if hmm. he, like you said, if they were the fattest twins. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's the fattest twins strapped together like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> Just holding on to each other on a rope. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Just oh. we- Hold on to me, Danny. All right. There was, a, there was a show on MTV or a series called True Life. Do you remember that? I feel like you, Timmy, and I would watch a few oh. of these. And it was always yeah, um, yeah, yeah. very unsettling. It's kind of like that thing I was telling you about a few weeks ago. Like, it's, it's people with obsessions. And then they'll follow like three people, I think, generally who have like roughly the same obsession or something on the periphery. And you'd see like these guys just don't take everything to the extreme. And the one I remember was like, I'm obsessed with my body, right? Or like muscles. I'm a muscle obsessed guy. And one guy was so mean and so miserable and so... Because they all did, like, steroids of yeah. some kind, right? Yeah, well, one guy did steroids. One guy purposefully didn't, had been doing steroids, excuse me. The next guy purposefully never did steroids. And yeah. then the third guy was like, I'm going to try steroids for MTV. And you're like, you're going to be Because he got them in the mail. Like, yeah. Come on. Dude. I want to buy drugs through the U.S. Postal Service. That guy got real. The guy who's like, I'm going to start using steroids got incredibly sick. Like, it's like you can see it coming because it was like the first week. He's like, look at this tone. And then the next week, the doctor was like, you're going to lose your legs. <laughs> are so fucking obsessed with their bodies but then the one guy that did steroids was just like had all of the um uh side effects and just been living with them with years but he had blinders on so he he just had like one fat back pimple like his back was just one acne patch his legs were super skinny he had weak ankles like that world's tallest man statue (laughs) and um and he was just so unhinged and off. Uh, and then the, but the worst guy was the guy who purposely did. You're like, dude, just do some steroids and cut down on your time. Because he was so consumed with weightlifting that he didn't have another job. Therefore, he had to live in his parents' basement oh, as an that's adult. Because right. he was like a junior Mr. Universe. Like, he wanted to get on the circuit. Right. Well, he wanted, like, he's like, he would go out for tryouts for, like, workout video. You know, like guys in the background. It's such a time capsule because it's like people are like, what the fuck are you talking? What's a workout video? Exactly. It's like exactly. there used to be a thing. And and here's I was Meg and I were in a workout video. It's not hard to get in it. 
<laughs> it's just it's just um what's what is that uh proximity like if you go around somewhere in new york there's a cycling video and i'm in there going, <laughs> so stupid. and even the guy directing the video was like hey uh you're gonna wear your watch and i was like you know i want me to wear my watch he's like no you can wear it if you wear a watch to work out i'm like fucking work out like what am i doing here yes i'm gonna wear my watch like <laughs> give me my give me my sides what's my character supposed to do <laughs> right oh uh, that, that's the one am I, i'm here where I'm the guy teaching the class yeah. took out like he was playing oh, the camera nice. he's like is everybody spicy <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fuck this is gonna be this is this is um uh what is this it this guy with the watch is not is not selling spice right <laughs> is <Yeah>. everybody spicy <laughs> It's like you are, buddy. I remember he got fired because, like, not only was it at the video, <laughs> but he was because it was a um, cycle studio that was attached to a yoga studio. So imagine, so for people that don't know Soul Cycle, it's like at least it was when we were living in New York. They said some super racist shit now, so they're probably done. So, but um, but it's super intense. Like you get in there, it's one of those things where. They're like, go it's like fuck yourself and, and cycle. Like, everybody yeah. look at this person. We're looking at you to judge you, but we judge you because we love you. And so it's super intense. Yeah. And so, and it got super popular, just this form of cycling. Um, so the yoga studio I worked for added this on, like a cycling option to a, like a new location. Mm -hmm. But it was like trying to blend, like mindfulness so to speak make not it, not so it. not so painful right but right. so this guy was trying out and i guess he still had soul cycle in the brain so it was like you're going to offend all i lived in long island city you're going to offend a lot of um professional mothers here if you're like it's not fucking beefcakes tom hanks isn't on a yeah. on a cycle <laughs> in front of you it's not a bachelor party dude it's like whipping his shirt around it's like oh god they say it, mindful. I mean, if you you only got you know, uh, life is fleeting. I guess if you worked that hard for it, guy had six pack had had some nuts or pecs on him, you know, had some nuts on him. <laughs> <laughs> set of nuts. You know, I'm changing it now. I'm talking about pecs. I'm referring to as check it. That guy's got a set of nuts on him. <laughs> I'm talking about his chest. He's got a chest nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the chestnuts on this guy. Oh boy. Oh, it is true though. Some guys do focus too much on the chestnuts and they just become, they're not breasts, but they're like, you see it a lot in yeah. 90s, 80s professional wrestling. Just, they look like cutlets, oh, yeah. chicken cutlets. Couldn't be sheenier, couldn't be roasted or. Well, and it's like going into what we were talking about there. I think it was like the late 90s, early 2000s. There was that dude that made the rounds. Of course, he did like Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, but he was the like barrel chested, skinny legged. Uh, he had the world's largest biceps. I remember him, which were just look like Jersey. spare tires. Yeah, yeah. He just in same similar thing to the MTV thing we were talking about. I watched some dumb thing where he just talked about his regiment. He didn't do anything else. Ate shitty food. And just pumped weights and shot steroids directly into his biceps. Zero science there. Like, you shoot steroids and it shoots through your bloodstream. And then what you work out 
that's going to focus on that. Yeah. It, that is the stupidest non-science where it's like, I want this biggie, so I'm just going to fucking Sticky pump this biggie. stuff right into my muscle, right? So, yeah, sorry, continue. It's so uh, And then his fucking arms fell off. Yeah. Well, because he was doing bootleg steroids on dirty needles, and now he has like it's like a cartoon. Like he's got big forearms, big shoulders, and then like like droopy yeah, droopers, like a Popeye droop. That was the thing I saw a thing on him. So, like oh, one, he chilling, was like the chilling. big joke of like the nightly news because they're like, man, local man busted for selling steroids, and then the co-anchor they'd show a picture of him. And he did have the world's biggest biceps. And they're like, you think he's doing his own supply? <laughs> and then he injected himself with a dirty needle and he got a flesh eating bacteria and it started and it had nothing to feast on. It was like, it was like a king, kingly feast with this flesh eating bacteria, <laughs> but totally empty meat. Obviously I ate this dude's bicep. So come on. But like, again, what does that do for you? If you're selling you're already making the money selling steroids. Mm-hmm. Right. No, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, why just, what's the goal there? You, there was no other, he was like his values. He didn't have a value focus where I want the world's biggest biceps. So then I can go into competitions. He just wanted yep. big biceps so he could look like a cool drug dealer. I don't, I don't, that's the thing. He admitted like, he couldn't, yeah. like, button his own shirt. <laughs> like, he's like a cartoon character. Like, he couldn't do things n- normal people can do. Well, but we're so talking like, about him. He made his I mark. Guess. Jerk or his bi- history. Tingling. Those, Those arm, biceps nut, arm are nuts of his. <laughs> Look at the arm nuts on that guy. <laughs> uh, hey, not all muscles are nuts, dude. <laughs> well, to me, they are. <laughs> Oh, that's um, weirdo. He had a. Uh, oh, getting bed real quick because I I didn't get to button it, and I guess it won't make sense. The third guy or the second guy who refused ever to do steroids, he purposely didn't have a job because he needed like mm-hmm. six hours a day to work out. His goal was to like oh, yeah. freaking be in workout videos. Um, he lived in his parents' house because he didn't have any means of money, um, and he was such a prick because his diet. Was that super like he wanted like that like Mister America leanness and you can you just can't consume calories, but mm-hmm. you have to expend all these calories right. So he's like his family would be eating like New Jersey they were eating like gobbledygoo and you know man <laughs> manicote and he was literally <laughs> like a cartoon eating a piece of lettuce like Al Bundy in that episode where yeah. Peg's like we're gonna eat salads Al eating a piece of lettuce and just grimacing and he was just so nasty to everybody because he was killing himself even though he looked healthy he was killing himself he was depleting himself with all his nutrients and his parents fucking folded i don't know why parents do this not on your fucking life will you see me do this he's like dad i got a competition tomorrow shave my ass cheeks camera's showing him his dad's down there with a big Shaving his sons. He's my pride and butt. joy right here. <laughs> He's Look at the back it. nuts on this guy. <laughs> Come on. Get in. Get a close shot of these back nuts. <laughs> no, I do remember that part because it was like, oh, fuck. I thought the same thing. It gave me chills because I, 
like I don't ask my parents for a lot, and the thought of asking my father, my father, to be like, "Could you get a big razor and shave my ass?" Like the guy can reach his own ass. <laughs> yeah, that well, it's got to be perfect. Don't want to get a cut. And that's the thing, like you got to be a prick because like that workout is like such a cult or culture. Like you don't have like a mm-hmm. a rep buddy that's gonna have the same goal as you that can give shit. you a shave your fucking butt. How about Nair? They have Nair. Just Ooh, scrub, busting out scrub Nair, with n- nads. Hit those back nuts with some nads. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that. Wow, that, that was, was a road traveled. Well, see, yeah, we're having circus and freaks. Yeah, so so I guess bringing it, wrapping it all around. Don't fucking tell other people what they can and cannot do because you think because it makes you uncomfortable. Let's make it. Let's put our foot down because that's that's all people did. They're like, you're exploiting them. And I think a lot of people were like that had those jobs were like, dude, fuck off. Like and then they started shutting all these down. And again, they need to be shut down if like you had a penguin like Batman villain as a ringleader. Sure. Or ringmaster, whatever it's called, but otherwise people can go fuck off. No, it's true. We've been watching a lot of the uh, old Greatest Showman. With and I uh, don't want to be the the wet blanket. Like I feel like I'm always a wet blanket because everybody's like, "Great movie that P.T. Barnum." I'm always like, "Um, actually, he wasn't as handsome as Hugh Jackman, and he treated his freaks like shit." Yeah, and everybody's was... just like, "We just want to watch a movie where a guy sings and dances." Why you gotta? Why you gotta ruin it? Yeah, can't somebody make a real good P.T. Barnum biopic? There's so like, yeah. it can be so dark if you want. Like, put Ryan Murphy on the case. Mm-hmm. See, you seen it? So Ryan Murphy created the show Ratchet. I know you're a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's fan, Nest fan. Oh my God, is that is it? I just I have just seen ads for it, and I had meant to look it up because i was like is it nurse ratchet from cuckoo's nest it's phenomenal i don't know him as a creator as much as he's very celebrated because he created like american horror story gotcha and all these shows american crime crime story the oj one the oj show was good well yeah i sarah paulson is is the main Mm -hmm. character playing ratchet i guess yeah he's involved in that but like first of all just the production value is like stunning or the attention to detail i should say and production Mm -hmm. value i'm just like this is wes anderson level attention to every tiny detail like with a different like clean like polish to it it's not like quite that eccentric kind of rugged feel even though there's detail it's just fucking beautiful but it's also Probably the most horrific, disturbing thing I've seen in a long time. It's cool. Wow. It's basically like this is Nurse Ratchet, and it's based on a novel. This is Nurse Ratchet prior to her getting to the asylum that you would see in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Yeah. But we're taking our liberties and we're making it a horror. We're making her a, a, a horror villain. Like we're making her cool. Um, Jason. Voorhees. That's what I I wondered because I saw the the, the production design. And the colors are so vivid. Striking, yeah. And so, and that's why I wondered if it was Nurse Ratchet or if they were just playing off of that. That's cool. That sounds really interesting. I highly recommend it. And it's 
right i would imagine it's right up your alley and a lot of people listen to alley because it has a lot of focus on um because it takes place in the 40s so it's like this new um therapy the lobotomy this new therapy like the hydrotherapy where you get locked in the fucking tub and all this shit and you're just like holy shit it's that that the stuff about I mean, we've referenced this podcast a, a few times in our time, but the the podcast, the Dalek. Oh yeah. They talk about the guy who invented the lobotomy, or didn't invent it, but just like, basically, if you want to talk about a PT Barnum, right? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. That dude drove around in a car. He called the lobotomobile <laughs> because they were selling lobotomies as just like, oh, you're depressed. Ding, 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 ding. Like just let's stick a fucking needle in your brain. Oh, your son's a daydreamer. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel better, and then people are like, "I can't stop wetting myself." You know what I mean? Because you just stick a fucking knife in your brain. Yeah, and sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Above the, the eye eyeball, socket, right? above the eyeball, in the eye socket, putting this needle in there, and then moving, just wiggling it. How fucking crazy is that shit? <laughs> That's oh so my god! Like, oh, that is so nuts. That is so. Like, nuts. Yeah, that's cool. Well, just let's electrify this guy. See what happens. Yeah, think about that Feel though. Better. With the lobotomobile, like that didn't come with like full. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sedation. Like they didn't put people under when they put this yeah. needle above their eye. He just like, spit on it. And chew on this. You know, like you know, smell some of this. Um, What's that thing he's uh he's always sniffing inside your house rules or oh uh what is it like ether i guess that, yeah it's like... ether like they'll probably give you a whiff of ether and then you're looking at this <laughs> needle going through your eye holy shit this is i i wonder if i can barely a... take the covid test so i don't yeah. stick a fucking needle in my eye i wonder if there's some kind of junk i mean i'm sure there is some kind of junk procedure that they'll look back on and be like Holy right. shit! We're doing what right they now. Doing. I wonder what that'll be. Barbarians. Gotta be something there. Maybe a. Maybe an. Uh, there, if you if you get a chance to watch it, it's only two seasons, but it is, it's a really awesome. I think it was on Showtime, called The Nick. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's got Clive Owen. It's um, uh, Steven Soderbergh. Okay. And it's really cool because he shoots it in a handheld style and it's set in the late 1800s at this hospital called the Knickerbocker, which used to be the hospital for the rich. But this is at the time of like the flight from the five points in the Lower East Side up to Harlem and up the Upper West Side, Upper East Side. So this hospital is starting to take care of the Irish and Mm. black people and Asian, the poor people basically so it's about it follows clive owen as he he's like the hot shot it's like a doctor procedural show but it's so rooted in that time in the procedures it's fucking it's so good it's so chilling because he's just addicted to heroin nice you know what i mean oh, like yeah doing drugs and they do the full like um there he's because he's trying to create a treatment to kill um God, the std <laughs> Like just gives everybody oh um pussed out um chlamydia gonorrhea no. chlamydia gonorrhea gonorrhea what did is what did chlamydia? Hitler have 
It's the one that like eats your brain and drives you crazy. Yeah, like Al Capone Left and syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. syphilis. There you go. So a big part of the show is him like trying to create this cure for syphilis, and it's just like he just gives people like he just puts them in a hot oven and heats them up because he's like because the science at the time was like if I can heat your body temperature up to like 115 degrees and not kill you, it'll kill it. Right, right. Yeah. So it's all these like janky ass procedures. It's so it's such an interesting show. It's so good. There is but a it um, deals with all that fucking gnarly shit. Um, somebody that was at kind of the forefront of that is actually the guy who his last name was Kellogg. He basically created the breakfast cereal, and he like really went whole hog into like wellness, but like wellness in like what the nineteenth century. And it's all this crazy, crazy um, procedures that, like a weird puritanical dude, wasn't? Is he like a humor sort of like? Yes, like sex, sex kills your life energy. Yeah, and that's why, and 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 like the desire for foods, right? So that's why he made like basically like gruel in flake form, like don't lust after <laughs> foods, eat these right. plain flakes, no milk, like milk came later, like. That was what they, they tarted up his, his gruel flakes. They're like, just with milk. I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Ratchet. Definitely check that out. Are you up to snuff on, on the boys since we're talking about what's out no, there? No, not Ooh. yet. Any any second season? No, none. I've just been reading about. I, I heard they got the uh, love sausage in there. It's just what I was thinking of when we're talking about back nuts and stuff and, and growth. <laughs> That's where that's where it all started with people taking this potential um, pill to thwart dwarfism. Yeah, it's really good. It's re- I highly recommend yeah. it. I know you check it. They're doing a really good job with it. They're really taking it in a cool direction without one like just going panel to panel, and two mm-hmm. without like um, disenfranchising all like the loyal readers over the years it's really really no everything like it's funny for me to like talk to people at work who are like getting like into it yeah because i I try not to sound like the fucking comic book guy but i was like i haven't seen the show but i read the actually read the comic book and i hear it's pretty like so i've just stopped i've just been like yeah i haven't uh haven't watched it yet but i heard it's based on a comic book maybe check it out you know like without trying to be like condescending like everybody that i work with is watching umbrella academy oh yeah which is based on a gerard uh way from my chemical romance comic there you go that's right okay uh i haven't seen it yet i guess it's people are freaking out they said it's really good my brother said it was really good yeah jesse said it was good and it's weird it's like doom patrol-y so that's one thing about the boys i think it's fair to say out of anything even out of preacher out of doom patrol I don't know Umbrella Academy because I didn't read the comics, but I would say if anybody's out there that one goes and watches the boys now after we're talking about it, or two is watching it, I say that's the most accessible comic you can just go like, I'd like this. I want to consume more. Like, go yeah. pick up the trades of that, or I'm sure they have like the full, yeah. what are they called? The premises. When they put all the oh, trades together? Not oh, like an omnibus. Or... Uh, yes, that's it. Yeah, I would say you because you can consume the boys like awesome. no problem. It's right. It's 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 he's on the rails, but he's just about to get off the rails and go yeah. do that zombie shit. 
yeah, no, Garth Ennis is so good in that series in particular. He does such a good job of, like, with the tension of... Because the idea of superheroes being, like, sex-crazed drug addicts, like, isn't the newest idea, but... Yeah. It's interesting, like, with the show The Boys, like, I like that they use, like, references to the DC Universe and Marvel Universe, because that's how people... Like, nobody watches... Sadly, no one that watched Spider-Man is going to go buy a Spider-Man comic book. Because they're just like, I like Oh, right. Sure. Some people, maybe, but it's disproportionate. Um, Yeah, definitely. At least not anymore, right? Maybe back in the day when, like, in the... Was it the 60s, that crazy cartoon that came out? The original Amazing Spider-Man? Maybe they sold a few books. That's probably why they created... That's back in the day when uh, a kid's cartoon show a children's animated show was only created to sell more books mm-hmm. oh sure yeah you know what i mean like everything shifted like gi joe the cartoon was only created to sell more figures yeah that's why a lot of it is all trash you know what i mean yeah i don't know what the shift was that's interesting i wonder what the shift show was where they were like no let's make a show to sell toys the he-man oh, sure. maybe yeah, I think it was like, it's that era. It's like Masters of the Universe, G.I. Joe, Transformers. I think all of that was, because that was all fucking geniuses like Paul Dini. Yeah. Who created the Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. Uh, he worked on Masters of the Universe, and he just said, yeah, they just would drop drawings off and have us stooges come up with names for stuff. That's right, and you like storylines like he stinks, and they would just create the backstory and then write a couple episodes of the show and just okay, see, we'll see what happens. I don't remember as it's too bad. The quality, they didn't like have quite enough because that collaboration is fun. I would love to have it now with a little bit of Netflix money behind it. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. the, and what I'm getting at is, and like the people with the technical capabilities, because some of that GI Joe, you know, transformer shit falls real flat. He man. Cause they're just like, fuck it. Send it to, korea have them animate it who gives a yeah, fuck yeah yeah um but what a fun collaboration and i don't even like because you can make cool figures and shit like if you oh, create yeah. a universe and you're like you have one guy's rooms like let's fucking create this crazy monster and all right that looks insane mm-hmm. we don't need backstory we don't need anything like a ama- like henny or something like whoa that's a crazy design give it to these fucking professional writers See what they name it. See what hijinks it gets into. Yeah, no, that would totally. be so it's like a writer's fun. Room. You're just riffing. Like that sounds like so much fun to me. And you can get such like awesome creative energy. And it's just from that riffing, that freedom to just like, oh, what did he do? I'm gonna one up him. And that gets into the energy of all those old like the Marvel bullpen. All yeah, those dudes creating that stuff is just a bunch of. They're all hanging out together. And someone would sketch something, and then someone would stand up and riff a name and a backstory, and they're like, "Oh, I got you beat. Let me do this." And yeah, that's awesome. But wasn't but how do you avoid that? Like, I guess you just don't because it just has to exist to create um, drive, like that cutthroat, like you know, mentality. Mm-hmm. You always get that dick in the room who's like, "Green Lantern, Green yes. Butt Nuts, Back Nuts." <laughs> You watch, I actually just was like, just reading this one of these old, the guy who created The Punisher, his name's uh, Jerry Conway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just saw it when I logged into Facebook to do this chat. He posted a thing about like how the reason comics are where they are now is because like when all those original characters in the 30s were created, like Superman, Batman, they were specifically for kids. Yeah. You know, it's just a throwaway thing for kids and all the creators just did it for a paycheck and wanted to work in advertising. And then that held through to the 60s when, you know, Stanley and Jack Kirby came on the scene and same thing. Neither one of them wanted to make comic books, but it was a way to do art. Right. Uh, so they wrote kids' stories, but then it was like the generation after them who kept pushing to kind of keep the characters stagnant instead of like, your job is to show up and write children's stories about guys in spandex punching bad guys. Right. They were saying, like, they held the reins too tight, and, like, that's why they ended up having to, you know, like, the stories became more complex. And I was like, oh, it's an interesting arc. Like, why they got dark in the 80s. It's because when the 20-somethings started in the 70s, they made it more groovy and cool but then right. they got to the middle ages and were like well i don't do they were writing comic work. books for themselves and not necessarily for sure a new reader and i was like oh that i never thought of it that way but yeah you could hang that on the arc of this generation but what then somebody's kind of was just like then just make your own comics like, don't, then right. don't write a daredevil comic book and i was like that's an even better thing just make what? something for kids then. For you, what is the greatest era of comic books? Uh, and I don't mean golden age. Let's go decade. What's the greatest decade for you of comic books? What has the best comics, the best creators? What was the best period? What had the best vibe, overall feeling? So I feel like 90s, you had big jugs, a lot of colors, oh, a lot sure. of pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really slick. The 90s were really slick. The 80s... This is really from, uh, you know, um, from the outside. The 80s were, like, dark, gritty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's fair to say. Pretty pretty much across the board, they were mirroring, like, the movies. If you think about all the yeah. awesome 80s movies that you like, like RoboCop and Total Recall. And... You had all that grit in the 70s, too, right? With, like... Uh, mean Streets and Taxi Driver. Driver. Was Taxi Spaghetti Taxi Driver Western. might have been eighties though? Forget right on the cusp. But then I feel like seventies. You had, like you said, it was all pretty like kind of. It almost feels like even though seventies and not sixties, almost like psychedelic, groovy. Mm -hmm. um, I think I would say I like the seventies, like the weird seven. Because I always like I like the monster comics. Mm -hmm. like the tomb of dracula and just the marvel stuff that came out after they kind of squirreled out of the comics code i don't know i just i like the it's the aesthetic i like it's cool i think the 70s i'd pick the 70s because then it gets and then it gets weird weird like piggybacking off of the cool weirdness of jack kirby you get into all of the like classic weird doctor strange yeah Sort of. And then if you read about the writers, those guys are all just like young dudes moving to New York, like <laughs> like taking acid and That's going to like Times right. Square. And they're like, what if the rhino 
<laughs> this crap, you know, like and you get some of that, like right. you can feel it coming out, sort of strangeness. And I've been reading some of those like weird comics, like there's one called the Man Thing, which is kind of it's just of course looks like a ripoff of Swamp Thing. And it's just some dude who can burn people that are afraid of him. But the whole story is like him falling, going to a parallel universe with wizards, and it's just so bizarre and fun just like completely unhinged just a group of people like let's just make some crazy stuff which is fun because there's no none of that like um grant morrison said it best when he was describing uh, watchmen Mm -hmm. because i really enjoy watchmen but he's like it's just he described it as like clenched butt cheeks he's like everybody in that comic book just seems so tense and everything is so tense and there's no like joy there's in no it. release right that's um, interesting which i really i i do like watchmen but i i get what he's saying because there's no so like, is is silliness the, the 70s but 70s has that's kind of where that uncanny x-men like came mm-hmm. to right yeah. like that really cool run what's who was um can't think of his name oh it was um like Chris Claremont, yeah, that's it. The writer, he wrote it for like twenty years. Those were super intense. But space I, that had stuff. a lot of silliness to it, right? Oh yeah, like it was out there, man. Um, Silver Surfer seventies, yeah. See that type of stuff, like just the, you know, like <laughs> Silver Surfer, just uh, like everything was so grand and operatic. He and, was so like sad all of this emo. Like, he was very emo. Mired in the, the woes of mankind. What was his deal? Silver Surfer, he, like, was galactic, and he, like, had to handle all the crazy space shit. Yeah. Like, he was like, I gotta protect. Like, he could have destroyed Earth, right? But he, yeah, he, but something like, he was like, alright, these guys, these simpletons. Which is so fun about that Silver Surfer run you're talking about, is because he has, like, just He's the herald of Galactus who destroys worlds, you know, like the unmaker of all things. And they trapped him on Earth. Like that was his curse. That's right. So he had all this power. Like they created this character that was too powerful. So they're like, um, uh, he has to stay on Earth now. So that's what all of that like melodrama was, because ideally you'd have him off in space, like, yeah, fighting space monsters. Wars. Yeah. But <laughs> like instead they, were, like, they put like a trap with like. He loses his power and has to be poor or like has to decide whether to like stop a war and genocide. Like it's so melodramatic and so like just oozing with all of those like groovy dudes like, you know, like working through their like Vietnam War He seems like he's on the back burner at the moment. That's that's a shame. There seems like a lot you could you could play Mm. with there, even with that, like, like, like not focus on it, but address it and be like, like him be like, what am I doing wearing like this, you know, derby and raincoat? Like I'm the Silver Surfer. Like everybody can see I'm Silver. Yeah, for space. I got a spaceboard. I'm not really blending in. No, he suffers from like he's one of my favorites, and like, and the same same thing goes for like Superman. He's one of my favorites, but it's just too much. Like he's too, he's got no 
claw. Like they're just this right. It's hard that god I guess, creature. That uh, that's that's where you go. That's what gives but the that's writers the, the challenge. That's that's the challenge. That's how do you how do you make it interesting? How do you suspend somebody's disbelief reading The Silver Surfer when yeah. he's got a bag groceries and he's pissed off? And you're like, but wait a minute, like. Yeah, he fights. He punches planets. He can punch a planet into the sun. Yeah. Um, No, so those are the fun, like that tension, like even seventy Superman, like that's when he's fighting the prankster. Yeah, and they're just comics of like this guy creates the world's biggest pie and he gets stuck (laughs) in the pie because they're just like people desperately trying to figure out like I don't know what to do because you've written me into a corner. This guy can literally do everything. Do you think that's a bit of the pie issue? Do you think that's a bit of like, go fuck yourself? You know what I mean? Like, because oh, sure. maybe, maybe he pitched something. He's like, Superman doesn't need to be at the Daily Planet for this run. Why don't we put him in space? Why don't we have a space war? And they're like, no, no, no. He's no, on Earth because Earthlings read it. An actual J. <laughs> Jonah Jones. Yes. It's like, okay, then I'm going to do the this world's biggest squirt and flower. <laughs> Perfect. People know flowers, and squirting's funny. So that one editor just loved gags. He's like, I love gags. Uh, Give him a whoopee cushion. Trap him in a whoopee cushion. Uh, I feel like uh, you'd be able to, maybe up until now, that, well, so let me go through in my head what the run of the comics industry is. All these mm-hmm. publishers with money that are like, we're not making pamphlet money anymore. It looks like these kitties like these pictures in the in the newsprint. They start mm-hmm. these, but it's all a money game. Like, I don't care what yeah. you do. Don't get me in trouble and keep the cheddar coming in. And then it becomes more of an art form. And then the people that were creating these get more say. And so the, the money is not just, it's not just relying on the money. Mm-hmm. But at what point do you get marketing coming in that's like, X-Men's doing great. You know, we need to cater to the um to this certain community and yeah, they're like yeah. we need we need more bakers. We need a pie. It was probably like late 70s or maybe it, maybe that never happened. Maybe that's Be- not the case, but No, and it it's like what you were saying is it started as it's it was trash. It's trash art. Right. You had all of these syndication companies who paid, you know, basically, we love talking about Gary Larson. Look at it this way. If you're paying Gary Larson, Gary Larson money, and you can only run one cartoon once a day, that's only seven cartoons. You're like, I ain't making more money. So they right. just took all those strips, which they paid for, yeah, put them into a booklet. And we're like, eh, maybe I'll make some money off it. I already paid for it. And then it starts to sell. And the thing is, it used to be newsstands. So you didn't need advertising. Right. You just, just need to throw on the company yeah. and it will sell. Because if you think about that time, whether you live in New York City or wherever, like if it's at a newsstand, it's a mother or father on their way to do something. Right. They buy for the kid to shut them up, buy it as a present when they come home. Kid rides his bike to buy a candy bar or oh, I could buy two comics or a candy, you know, like. Right. It's just, it's couch money. It's couch change. Like that's what it was for sure. so long. And then it wasn't until, like, Superman just, like, lit the world on fire. And they're like, oh, we can make a fuck ton of money off of this. So there was, like, a point where they're like, let's take all these Gary Larsons. 
Let's put them all yeah. together. Let's sell them as a book. And then it sells and they're like, how much are we paying Gary Larson? Let's get some Sherry Harsons in here. No, exactly. Yeah. Fill them out. Fill them up. Like, let's churn them out. And that's what it was. It was for the longest time. The, the highest selling comic books were romance comics and animal comics. Well, like old Mickey Mouse Donald Ducks. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, now those guys got too big for their britches because they were like cartoonist cartoonists, like comic strip, comic strip people and comic book people for the longest time. Well, that modern... is a cross the tracks moment. Like they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're in a guild. The strip guys, people. Go make, go make your your trash. Go go make your tales from the crypt. Can your you murder comics. A Beetle Bailey holding Just his nose high. Weird. Ugh. Spitting on Al Feldstein. And those dudes are amazing. Those are some of the greatest uh, illustrators of all time. Those some of those DC Comics guys. And you know exactly. You got a the guy who made Hagar the Horrible. It's just like, no, no, park my car, fool. Nobody draws a flagon like me. <laughs> they uh, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but the shift. The sh- there's the shift now. The- now, aren't the guys in charge, the guys that are like, hey, 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 before you publish that book, I want to make sure that this, this, this is there, that it's not going to oh, affect yeah. our our film franchise, that it's not going to offend anyone. That like, aren't the, would you say that the reins are completely pulled in at the moment? Oh, sure. Yeah. From everything I've read, like of creators talking they get locked into these giant hmm. like if you if if i were if you were to get batman yeah hans fry you walk into dc you pitch them on a detective comics run they're like cool a lot of, so a lot of pipes. Like, yeah a lot, lot of walt flanagan rat catcher stories in there yeah <laughs> a lot of highs a lot of squirting flowers you start and then they're like okay no you can't do that like then they start picking you apart because they're like you can't do this because then you got to write two issues for you know batman on the moon which is a right. miniseries some other dude pitched but you have to write so you just get you get like ant fucked sometimes unless you're huge and you can just set right. the table but they, that's what i've read a lot of people coming in they're like cool I, this is my dream job to write captain america and they just never are able to get past six issues because they can't get to their story because they're too busy writing sure Morphing it into to connect to like Secret Wars three. I was just gonna say, do they still Civil do that? Before when you buy a comic and they're like, there's also five other storylines that you should also buy. Like, make sure you also get Wonder Woman this issue because oh, that's in the same do, universe yeah. in that arc. Like, are they still like restarting? Are they still going issue zero and launching? Or the last one was like the fifty four, right? That was like the last big that was rollout, a big DC one, yeah, and it kind of fell a little flat, right? Blundering. Yeah, that's the big thing with it. They've kind of taken it away because with the new Fifty Two, they took all the DC 52. characters and went all of that history. Like we're talking about all the stuff we're talking about that we're laughing about that we like, like Batman taking a rocket to the moon, and right? Like, all that crazy stuff. They went, nope, it's gone. Get rid of it. We're starting from scratch. And Batman is gritty Batman from the movies. There's no Robin. There's, you know, like, but then as people started, like, writing it, they're like, you know, what? we actually really liked 
all of that baggage. That like that's yeah. why we spent we spent twenty years reading comics. Like to throw that away is to like you know what like so it kind of fell through because these creators were like yeah no um in particular the guy who wrote Batman. Uh, um, he's like, no, I'm keeping everything. Scott Snyder. He's yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, all, all his origin matches pretty Yeah, they precisely. kept everything. Hmm. Yeah. And so people, like, and that's where you run into, because the pool for comic book fans is so small that people are like, yeah, I spent 30 years reading Superman. Why did you then negate everything that I loved about it and make me start over? Because they're trying to snatch up that new, that quote-unquote new reader. I don't know and if that's going to be a thing. You're going to get someone's going to buy a book. They're going to go to Barnes and Noble and buy a graphic novel or something new because it's new, and they can start at the beginning and have their journey with it. Right, and it's going to be. Gonna... It's right back to that newsstand, right? It's probably yeah. not even the kid going. It's the parents going to pick up. Uh, I don't know Donald Trump Jr.'s latest book, and they're like, ah, I don't know. You like Superman, right? Superman that's on the Barnes yeah. and Noble shelf next to it. There you go. And they used to do the uh, like it's an old Stanley adage, and he was like, he made those writers and artists like, you write this book, write and draw this book like this is somebody's first time touching it and seeing it. Whether you've read all of Amazing Spider-Man or this is your first one, if you pick that crazy weird one up with you know the Rhino at Carnegie Hall, like right. it, it has to make sense to you just going what's a spider-man what's oh he's fighting a guy dressed like a rhino ah yeah that's this guy's a dick that's good that's and some of that has gone away because of you're writing stories for 30 20s 30s 40s 50 year olds you know right they don't want that retread stuff but actually what they're finding out is they don't mind like i've been reading old comics i don't it doesn't bother me Sure. That they have like two pages of Spider Man going like, Oh man, it sure sucks that the vulture stole Aunt May's jewels. Man, my girlfriend's gonna be mad. And it doesn't they're just catching you up on what just happened and taking you into this. It doesn't I'm like, Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Right. Like how mu- how much of a rush are you in that those two pages are like <laughs> That vulture I know about the vulture's jewel heist. <laughs> It's always ever after. Those chestnuts. That vulture. That vulture, man. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Yeah. Should we yeah. call it? I got. Uh, well, nobody wants to hear. I can say that. that the drive I, was the, the crazy part. No, I was going to say nobody wants to hear about me talk about the White Sox right now. So should we. Should we? Oh, we should, should we save that until they until um, they lose a couple games to the A's. You think? You think? I don't think. I don't know. I just can't watch. You just can't watch. I'm that guy now. I'm officially I, a dumb dad. I mean, they were doing so. They were just the hot shots. We started this season. For those of you mm-hmm. listening, you're probably not listening to this. We probably, we probably <laughs> cut it, whatever the last <laughs> Talk about driving was. an RV, you're like, oh. So we start out. Talk about chestnuts again, please. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, basically seemed pretty hopeless. Like we were oh, bottom God. of the division and then we just caught fire. And at one point, what did we leave the division by? Four and a half games? Something like that? Yeah. It was ours Three to players lose. In the, the race to win MVP? 
MVP. Like every step, they're crown. like the top three, four, five guys are them. Jose Abreu, I forget how many games in a row he hit a home run. Tim Anderson, like back to back grand slam, like, like yeah. And then something like, to get excited about. You just couldn't get colder. I couldn't believe it. I think it's because I had money on it. I was uh, best, best, um, <laughs> the best, best regular season percentage. There was two hundred twenty dollars on the line, and I Jesse had the Dodgers. And so I only, I was finally the last one that had any hope of catching him. When we finally had that like nine game losing streak, as soon as that started, I was like, well, if the Dodgers start losing a couple, like, I think we were at one point, Luke, we were at like 678 or something, 688. Yeah. And Dodgers barely dipped below 700, but I was like, they lose a couple and we pick up a couple. And then we started, we lost to Cincinnati two out of three. Mm. We lost all four to the Indians. And yeah, we the the Cubs made us look like fools in our own backyard. Those games weren't as close as the the box, the final score was. Like no. it's, it's like come on, if you're if your only hope of winning is like I hope the batters one through four all hit a home run. Yeah, that's, that's really insane. True. That's a what crazy people do. That's what you do on Super Nintendo when right. you're like, oh, I'll catch up. I'll just hit four home runs in a row. No problem. <laughs> Like what are you? Yeah, I don't know. That? What do you got on your team? Paul Bunyan, Pecos <laughs> Bill, and Johnny Appleseed. Come on, that's a tall team. Yeah. Well, and well, that was the thing towards the end of the year. All all everybody in Chicago is talking about, and White Sox world is talking about our pitching, 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 and then it just disappeared. And that's with us bringing people up, people coming mm. back off injured reserve, and they just can't they can't hold anything down. So. It was like that article I showed you. It was like. Yeah. Are the White Sox this good, or did they? And you look at it, you're like, oh, they put the boots to a bunch of bad teams. <laughs> they, right. And then they lose any time they play a good team. At least we're not. There was a chance we were going to be. Oh, I sent you that chart. We were going to be facing mm-hmm. the Twins at home. Their home. Yeah. And apparently yeah, they have some crazy record. Probably because their bald janitors are turning up the fans again to make those <laughs> dingers go out of the. Right? They have less accountability. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. It's going to be fun, though. We'll start tomorrow. Yeah. Oakland. Uh, do we have... We don't have home field. It's in Oakland, isn't no, it? No, we're it's... seven. They they won the West. No. El- Dodgers won the West. NL. The AL West was... Oh. A's. And the A's need to win. The Raiders left. They're in Las Vegas. That town needs someone to rally behind. Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders cursed with scummery. Raiders Nation. I get it. <laughs> But like <laughs> from Easy E to the Mirage, like oh, you yeah. just, the Raiders just—they just... will always be. Uh, they'll always be a baseball cap on the wrong crowd. <laughs> so yeah, those A's are going to be tough. Yeah, I think they need a win. That town needs a win, and it may be at our expense. I think. Uh, obviously, we so need they can make. I think we need to take game one. I think if we can take game one, but if we get a big old trouncing the way we've been getting it in game one, even if we take a close loss in game one, how about that? And I don't mean mm-hmm. losing by nine runs and then coming back in the seven. <laughs> like, runs if we can keep inning. it like a few games right. we had with the Twins where it was back to back, then maybe our morale's not going to get crushed, but I don't know. Look, like those guys, they, like that was my thing. It was like, are they just losing to lose because they 
They yeah. already got the clinch. That's the worst. That's the curse right and there. And they're just like, eh, we'll try. Like, are they that good that they just were like, we don't have to try? And well, then, then they're like, it's the playoffs. Let's try. But once you're already down that road, you're already trains well, left the station. Again, that could only be on the pitching uh, uh, defensive end because what are they a bunch of shoeless joes even when they're not trying they're socking dingers like they That's you know what true. i mean like they're they're just batting averages are too high but all of a sudden like their pitching just went out the window right and you give up six runs in the second inning we'll see it's gonna be fun tomorrow though we'll be watching all right we'll be watching all right me too uh, yeah put it on at work one the one tv with the white Sox game are the debates tomorrow too Oh, I didn't even talk about it. I haven't absorbed any news since old Ruthie Babe died. It's been amazing. Just hits I that. felt fantastic. I I hope Just the rest win. of the country isn't doing this because I guess now's <laughs> the time not to. But I was just like, yeah. fuck you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I got so anxious. I got so stressed out. Because yeah. the next thing I heard is like, the only thing I care about is like, insurance for my daughter and it felt very tied but i was also yeah. like people want to make you feel so fucking scared so i was like yeah. here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna cut those five dollar checks one to my mm. my man in south carolina against lindsey graham one to amy mcgrath against oh, mitch mcconnell yeah. one to joe biden i was like i felt good that night and then i woke up and my podcast feed opened and all of my pod save america and npr and the new york times oh, of course and, all, and yeah. they all blow up and then they all have bonus episodes and i just went nope no and i just started listening to tell steve days again like I, I, I just don't and i just like so yes the debates are tomorrow um i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going I on i want i, I want really some care. main event but yeah you gotta watch the debates tomorrow. that's I'm, that's all right. i want i just want some crazy shit to go down somebody that's told me Somebody told me, and I know juicy shit's going on. It's on the periphery. Somebody told me Donald Trump's taxes finally got leaked. <laughs> oh, I saw. That. I was like, "Are you fucking surprised?" Oh, yeah, it was something like he like owes like he paid like seven k. Paid seven hundred fifty. He paid seven hundred fifty dollars a year since two thousand sixteen taxes. <laughs> and you're like, "That's beautiful." And Joe Biden with that softball better be able to knock it out of the park, but. If if I'm the bad luck guy watching the White Sox, I better yeah. just watch Heat Lakers tomorrow. Although I got $110 oh, yeah. on the Heat. I'm glad I don't live in a in like Pennsylvania or New Jersey, especially right now where like I'm like all right, sports feel very comfortable. I'd yeah. put so much money on the sports books right now. It would be <laughs> so much fun like covering spreads and stuff. I I genuinely have a bet going every day. It's it's small potatoes usually, but it's fun though. You always did New York too. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. Um but I got to recommend this um podcast called Whistleblower about Tim Donahue, the the dirty filthy NBA ref that was throwing games oh. for gamblers. He's yeah. out and about and him and all the crew that set everything up is talking about it and you're just like cool. you'll it's a shame because I've been loving watching basketball, but you're not going to watch a basketball game the, the same, same again. Those last yeah. five minutes where you're like, it's, how, can, how can they lose a 15-point lead? You're just like, oh, because that guy's the ref. Kansas City mob's got uh, old Donaghy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so you got it. That is a fun podcast. I don't know, 35 minutes an episode once a week. And these guys cool. are fucking talking about 
they're like 88% of all NBA refs come from the same town in Pennsylvania. What? And it's like this bookmaker's dream tap. You got to listen to it. It's wild. I was like, that's can't that be a true statistic. Is madness. It is. It's it's amazing. Town? The same town. It's like they're what are they, just all like Amish? Like all Amish. They're no. they're honest. They're just born and bred sports like that's where like bookmaking really got started because people in New York were like, no, oh yeah, no shit, yeah. And so because it was around so much, people were like consuming not the sport but the numbers and the rules. So all these people uh-huh. were like, well, I guess I'm really qualified to because I already have all the information. I can run up and down the court. And then it became it generational. So like. Tim Donaghy's old man was a, ba- a basketball ref. And he was even like, no. Mom, I don't know what to do with my life living in the basement. She be a ref. Like, get it. Be an NBA ref. Like, that's how seemingly connected So it's like an it old is. Eugene O'Neill play where it was like, I don't want to go to the ref mines. Like, You'll be a ref like your father and your grandfather. <laughs> I can't wait you. till you hear this because it's they have the thickest Philly accents. Too. So you need, like, no nothing. You didn't even know about basketball. They're not old ball players. Let me put it that way. I guess I never thought of it. And I always thought it was maybe because I grew up with baseball and all the umpires when I played, when I watched my dad play, they're all old players. So I'm like, oh, you probably need to. Right. I love it. I love it. It makes me love basketball so much more because I was like, hey, I always thought it was crooked. Now it, I know it's it just like so it might as well crooked. be the um... Hulk Hogan dunking balls down there it's it's not even a spoiler because i haven't listened to the next episode but they left off the last episode so this huge scandal with the nba and the nba was trying to put a cap on it Mm -hmm. and so they were like trying to make it go away and they were trying to make like a deal with um these guys that were involved with their defense attorneys they're like how can we just make this go away and they're like well you know let's settle this and they're like we'll never do that he's like okay so here's the deal your guy already has to go in front of the grand jury. We're just going to keep him up there talking for as long as possible. And they're just like, eh, we'll settle. That's that's what they left off. And I was like, oh, shit. So, I don't know. How is this not a Will Ferrell, John Sh- C. Riley movie? When you see the, remember the picture of this Tim Donaghy guy, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's insane. Let's get Sasha Baron Cohen in a silly wig. We're going to make a basketball referee movie. Very good. I'll check it out. You said it was called Whistleblower? Whistleblower. Worth your time. It's fun. It's fun. Also, Meg is 16 weeks pregnant. (gasps) What? Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boy 